Hello and welcome to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. I'm your host, Mike Jefferson. Thank you for joining us as we talk with community leaders from across Greater Des Moines who share their greatest accomplishments and their biggest challenges. Now more than ever during these trying times, leadership remains crucial to the strength and resilience of our region. Let's hear from today's leader. Joining us on the podcast today, we have Jeff Russell. He is the president and CEO of Delta Dental of Iowa, which, if you didn't know, is the largest dental insurance carrier in Iowa. Uh, Jeff, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. So in addition to your current duties, Jeff, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, um, I came down to Des Moines now uh, about 30 years ago to Drake uh, in journalism and political science, which uh, is the perfect background to lead an insurance company. <laughs> Uh, so, and, uh, and during that period of time, I had an opportunity to uh, intern with a company called the members group, which provide, uh, provided payment processing, credit card, debit card processing, ACH, those things for financial institutions across the country. Um, and in the course of time, I, uh, that turned into a full-time job and I spent 20 years in a variety of different roles from market research to marketing, technology, product development, finance. Uh, in 2007, we spun out a credit card uh, asset company that owned credit card assets, just didn't do the processing of that. So I spent uh, you know, 20, 23 years in the, in the financial technology business. And then uh, in 2013, I had a chance to come over to Delta Dental of Iowa. Uh, my wife said, what, there wasn't enough change for you in the banking business. You had to go to healthcare. <laughs> so, uh, but it's, uh, it's been a great opportunity over the last seven years to, uh, to lead a great company. Well, good. And uh, I appreciate you giving us a little bit of background. So Sounds like you're, uh, I guess, for, for lack of a better way to put it, a pretty seasoned vet in, in terms of work experience. Um, so to, to, I, I got to ask, you've probably had some, some challenges, especially uh, in the credit card world. Uh, anything you want to elaborate on as far as challenges that you may have had during, during those roles? And then we'll circle back and, and tie them into today, but just to kind of get a brief sure. idea of, of what those were. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I worked for the members group. We were in the sort of the processing side for credit unions and community banks. And we decided in 2006, 2007, that we should be in the asset business um, so that we had, so were diversifying our business. So um, we spun that out into a new company. I started as employee number one, uh, and thus the CEO. Uh, and uh, we're buying credit card portfolios, mostly from credit unions and then Trying to you know aggregate those together with their brand on them, but using some some of our scale to uh, to create better products for for cardholders. Um, and uh, you know, so 2008 happened. Um, and, you know, and uh, in I can remember where I was uh, where Le- when Lehman Brothers announced that they were failing uh, in late 2008. Um, that Monday, we met as a management team, and I had a brand new uh, head of marketing. Uh, who had started that day. Uh, le- later, she told me she wanted to try and get her old job back uh, after she realized what was happening. But, you know, at some level, um, you know, you just had to figure out a new way to do things in that. And, you know, our entire business model was really upset overnight. So um, credit card portfolios were a little easier to buy. People were interested in selling them, but they were all scratching dent because of the economy. Um, and the funding model, so we weren't a bank, um, so we borrowed money to buy these portfolios um, and if you'll remember back, you know, to the Great Recession, the credit markets froze. Mm-hmm. Um, there was just no credit available. And so we were in a place where we had to, you know, just work in different ways and think about different things. And, um, you know, I guess one of the differences between now and then is that, you know, at that point in time, it kind of felt like we were being chased. Right. It was just run. Right. Just try and figure out a new way. Right. Um, t- today, it's a little bit more like a minefield. 
I think you're trying to, you know, sort of slowly navigate your way through and figure out where it was. But, um, you know, we figured out different ways to, to work. We ended up uh, figuring out a program where we borrowed money from financial institutions and pledged the receivables against that. Um, and we're able to, to grow the portfolio. It's about 125 million. And uh, in 2012, one, uh, we're on the Inc. 500 uh, list of fastest growing companies. So, you know, it, you know, a lot of lessons out of that. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, in, in a lot of ways, you talk about leadership experiences. And somebody once told me that the two most valuable uh, experiences are scars and scoreboard. Uh, scoreboard being, you know, can have you run a company and have you delivered a P&L? Can you do that? And scars being, have you lived through these times? Um, and I said to him, I'm like, nobody wants scars. Uh, but the reality is, is that, uh, you know, those lessons, I think, make you better prepared for the for the next for the next crisis or the next challenge. Absolutely. And we will touch on that here um, in a little bit. Uh, but first, I, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, but I want to assume that while you were in charge of, you know, the, the credit card situation and the portfolios, you were probably more of a hands-on CEO than than somebody that sat in a big chair on the 50th floor of the nice corporate <laughs> building. Um, what are some of the things that you did to keep morale up? I know you said you had one employee that wanted to go back to their old job um, right when this hit. What are, what are some of the things that you did? How are you the glue that, that kept your team together during uh, such a such an insane time? Well, we were a pretty small team. Um, you know, we were just starting and, uh, you know, we were, so we were pretty entrepreneurial. But, um, I, you know, I think there's a couple things. One, um, we got really clear on what we needed to do and how we needed to get there, what our goals were. Um, and then as the leader, um, I believed I needed to take on the hardest job. And the hardest job at that point in time was the funding mechanism. Um, uh, second hardest was actually buying the receivables. But, um, <clears throat> you know, and so I traveled all over the country and visited financial institutions and did webinars and pitched and, you know, kept a Salesforce deck, stuff I hadn't done in a long time. Um, and, uh, and really just said that this is, this is how, we, how we need to go, go through that. Um, and then I think part of that is about, um, you know, how you stay focused on those things. You know, and I, and I use the analogy of, you know, when you learn to drive a car, you know, oftentimes kids that are learning to drive a car look right at uh, the, the hood, right, right, mm -hmm. right in front of the car. And uh, you really need to get your gaze up and out of the horizon. That's where all the, the driving dangers are. But I think in, in business, that's where the opportunities are. And so how do you tact and how do you find those opportunities and how are you adaptable and nimble in that, in that process to, to move that through? So, you know, it was a team effort by, you know, no stretch of the imagination, but I felt like I had to do the hardest thing um, in order to help us get through it at that time. Great. And now also to go on, on to that, to be able to take on, uh, in your perspective, the hardest role, um, you know, even back then, and I'm sure even now as uh, president and CEO of Delta Dental, uh, what are some of the things, Jeff, that you may do to, to turn that switch off at the end of the day? Because obviously to be at, at, at an optimal level, you can't be work, 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 work 24 seven. Um, as much as we all try to do that, we, we just know that's not possible. But Jeff, what are some of the things that you do to help recharge your batteries, I guess, at the end of the day so that you can come back even stronger the next? Well, you know, I think it's, it's been said a lot lately, the, the analogy of an airplane, which is you've got to put your own mask on before putting others on. And I think that, that part of that is, is that you've got to make time to take care of yourself. Um, so I'm a runner. Uh, I run half marathons when, when they're happening. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, that time and I run by myself um, and that time kind of by myself um, out running in nature. I'm not a big treadmill runner. 
um, you know, even when it's cold out is, uh, is, is rejuvenating to me. Um, you know, sometimes it's thinking about nothing. Sometimes it's thinking about a problem I'm trying to work my way through. Um, and that really gives me an opportunity to, uh, to recharge, uh, in that sense. Now, that being said, I also like wine too. So I wouldn't say that, that I'm immune <laughs> to that, but, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, hopefully I do a little more of the first than the second. Uh, but I, I you know, I do think that you've got to, you know, you've got to take care of yourself. Um, and, and that's hard. It doesn't matter whether, you know, you run a one person company or you you run a a multi thousand person company. Right. And so now to kind of tie this all together and uh, also so I can let you get back to your day. um, We're in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic and maybe not so much the middle anymore. It seems like um, now at the time of this recording, you know, more things are starting to open up and and possibly people are, are starting to get back to what once used to be again with restrictions in place. I know you talked about those. Um, offline before we before we started this interview about some of the things you guys have done. Um, if you could give me, you know, two to three lessons that maybe stick out from some of your past challenges that you thought were going to be impossible to deal with that uh, that you're applying, you know, to the pandemic today. Yeah, so I'll go back to, you know, the credit card business. Um, we actually had sort of a corporate mantra that said, seize the day, but don't be stupid. <laughs> nice. And, uh, you know, so, you know, at that point in time, everything was scratch and dent, right? We were just trying to do that, and there were there were opportunities. And we were trying to figure out which were the best opportunities. And I think coming out of this, um, you know, the the situation is different, but there will be opportunities. I mean, if you look back over economic recessions over you know forty years, companies like Microsoft, Google, Salesforce, Facebook, all all were built or scaled during a recession. And so there will be opportunities coming out of this. And I think we all have to be cognizant of just, you know, not being, you know, so dominated by the news and the fear to, to make sure that we're, we're seizing the day. But that being said, we also have to finish the second part, which is don't be stupid, right? We've got to do it in a way that's responsible uh, and, uh, and listens to the science and the data and the public health folks to, to make sure. Because this is different, right? This is the minefield, not not being chased. Right. Uh, so I think the second one is, is uh, you know, I have a, a story that I tell about remodeling a bathroom in my house. We live in a hundred year old craftsman bungalow and I was remodeling the bathroom and I had ripped it apart uh, before we had kids. My wife was traveling on business and I'm sitting on a pile of rubble and I, I called her and I said, I can't put this back together. <laughs> and uh, I said, I, I, just, I was just paralyzed. Were, were, you said, scared, well, were, you, were you scared when you made that phone call? Oh, uh, well, yeah, I was incredulous, <laughs> maybe. And, and I said to her, I said, I can't do it. She's like, well, what's the next thing you have to do? I'm like, well, I should probably get all this rubble out of the bathroom so I can work on it. She's like, well, why don't you do that in the call? So I did that and it looked worse, frankly, once it was all out. And I, uh, I called her and I said, I don't think I can do this. And she said, well, what's the next thing you have to do? I said, well, I need to get the electrician here so we can wire it. And she's like, well, why don't you do that and then call me? And you kind of get the point, right? Yep. At some level, it's about, you know, we had had this vision of this great bathroom. You know, we picked out the fixtures and did all that. But in the middle of it, when it didn't go the way we thought, you know, it's like, what's plan B? And, uh, and how do you remain adaptable in a time of change? And there's, you know, there's obviously a lot of change. And in today's world, you know, there are no facts about the future. There are models and opinions and thoughts, but there are no facts. And so I think we've got to keep ourselves, you know, nimble to that, make sure that, uh, that we, uh, we can change. I, I love the Mike Tyson quote that says everybody, uh, you know, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Right. And, uh, you know, and to some extent, collectively, we've been punched in the mouth. And now we've got to figure out what's the next, what's the next step. So that plan B, I think, is something that, uh, that we're thinking about, which is how do we make sure we keep our options open moving forward uh, in a way that serves our customers. Jeff, I appreciate uh, talking with you uh, and you taking the time to, to chat with me today. 
Uh, we'll have to get together uh, once this uh, fully comes to an end and, and grab some coffee and, and chat even further. But uh, in the meantime, hope you guys are, are continuing to stay healthy over at Delta Dental. And uh, you take care. Well, thanks for all that you're doing uh, with the podcast. It's a great series and what the partnership's doing. So thanks for the time. Thank you for listening to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. To listen to more stories of inspiration, please visit dsmpartnership.com.